What do you think it's going to look like when I have no face? Like when I'm down from one extra face to just no face. That'd be scary. He is the wind, she is the wave, and together they make up the band they call the wind and the wave. They're not related. They're best buds, they're BFFs for life. Hashtag BBIT dubs. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. The Dwight and Patty Show. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. It's Dwight and Patty. Welcome to episode 43 of the Dwight and Patty Show podcast. You are, we're coming to you live from Matchbox Studios in Driftwood, Texas. Guess who's in Austin right now? Who's in Austin right Haley now? Haley Johnson. Oh. Thanks for texting me, Haley, and telling she me She literally just texted me. Hmm. She's uh Say Dwight says thanks for texting him. She's playing a show on Thursday at Emos. Nice. With the with the band she's been playing with what what's it called again? Big Wild, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean it'll be sold out. Big big uh, kind of dance. She said she put me my man on the list. Oh, tell her thanks for putting me on the list. Appreciate she, maybe it. she thinks you're my man. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I think she's met Kevin. No, I I know. Maybe she just doesn't like me. That's certainly possible. No, she likes you. I don't know. Why wouldn't she text? Maybe she doesn't think I want to go. I mean, very because I yeah, don't. Yeah, she probably thinks you just don't want to go. That's well, what it is. Because I don't, but not because of her. Because I just don't. Yeah. See concerts very often. Yeah, I don't either. But it would be nice to see her. Maybe I'll go. Yeah. Uh, well, especially because it's gonna be a cool evening, and that's the time to Ooh, go to stuff. I could wear my new leather. What? Oh, what new leather do you have? I have All Saints. Remember, I went. Oh, the new leather jacket. Well, well I right. You, I was picturing like a leather. Skirt. No, right when we got that um, movie placement money, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to All Saints now. It was like the day before we left the country, and I spent like $800. Mm-hmm. Felt really good. Because we made so much goddamn money on that movie. Made some money. Um, I treated myself. We need more of those. Treat, um, treat yourself. What what day is that? Is the concert? It's on Thursday. Ooh, actually. It's we're not going to be. We're showing... <laughs> Heavy rain. Oh. Mm, so yeah. if it's stubs, it may not be happening. No, it's emos, but that's still, it's oh. not, it's on the, you know, we're deep on the southeast it's, side. It's a low 42. Ooh, that's so. nice though. Um, so let's see, what's been going on in your life this week? We have been recording some new covers all 80s-based covers. Really excited to share those. Very cool group of songs. Um, stuff that you would not expect from us, I would think, actually. Patty singing her first punk rock and things like that. Um, <laughs> we're thinking about doing some amazing things with that, so we'll let you know if that comes up. Mm-hmm. Still no mm-hmm. new Patreons this week, and um, which is fine, but... You know, if you want to hear that stuff, consider upping your membership and uh, to the high, to what is it, the high rollers, so you can hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, the level below will probably be able to hear a phone recorded version of it because mm-hmm. um, I think that's what we've been doing. Since we don't have a demo of it, we could probably just give them a phone recording. I think that, but I think the patties get it too because they get a phone recording yeah. of it. The full recorded songs are not everybody. Uh, Right, but it's more than just the high rollers. Oh, it's it's patties. super bots. Oh, super bots, right? And high rollers, super and bots then the high and rollers high rollers also get a video, right? Super bots and high rollers yeah. get the full version. That's true. Yeah, 
Okay. Well, um, so yeah, so there will be some cool stuff coming, um, on our new record that we did with Kelly Jones, uh, which we have a band name for, which I guess we can't say yet. Can we not? I, I, I just. Okay. Let's not. Yeah. We have a band name for it though. And it's good. Uh, the first song is being mixed today by Mr. Chad Blake in Wales. So that's a I'm kind of a big that. deal. Yeah, I mean he's mixed Black Keys and Arctic Monkeys and Cheryl Crow and a bunch of my favorite stuff. A soul coughing. I know you too. Walk around in circles. Just some great weird mixing he's done over his life, and um, I think he's going to really bring something cool to the table because it's a cool record recorded very. Straight up. There's no bullshit about it. Sounds are just good, mm-hmm. solid, engineered sounds. So it'll be nice for him to... And the songs are cool, and I think he must find add some, like... Fuck it up a little bit. Fucked up shit to yeah. it, yeah. And maybe it'll take it too far, and we'll be like, nope. And Dial maybe... it back a little. And maybe it'll be like, oh, hell yeah. That's exactly what it needed. Yeah, go all the way, bruh. Um, but yeah, we're hoping that record will be done uh, before Christmas in terms of its mixing and everything. Then we'll have to figure out a release plan, though we've already heard talk of some Netflix shows using some of the songs and whatnot. And um, as usual, Patty and I make our living in the uh, sync world for whatever reason. So um, we'll continue to... As we've talked about before, an excellent way for a musician to supplement their career. It is. If you can find an inroad to it um, and have a way to get good recordings and stuff, it can be a... It's a very competitive market right now, and I feel really lucky that we were in with Casey and Alex at the time when people were figuring out how valuable sinks were, mm-hmm. and we were one of the kind of early people, not early, early, but early in terms of using it as a way to promote and make some extra money. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't think people realize what it did. You know, I mean, like, for instance, our cover of Chasing Cards is over 20 million streams now. Just on Just on Spotify. Uh, our cover of, uh, the, of the Stevie Nicks tune, uh, White Winged Dove, what is that one called? Is that uh, what it's called? No, it's called Edge of 17. Edge of 17. It's like 18 million. Uh, our Simple Minds covers it, like 15 million. Like, those songs have gotten... So many things. Fun fact, Kelly's drummer on his solo tour regularly, Sharice, regularly plays with Simple Minds. Yep, they're doing a world tour. I hooked her up with Rami from A&F here to make her some cool stuff for a new drum kit. Um, We should have Rami on. That'd be good. Uh, We should. He's built his his company out of that his garage making drums into a worldwide drum brand. Crazy. In a year. In a year. It, it's been his his growth is it's it's fucking crazy actually what he's done with that uh, A and F drums if you're a drummer check it out it's really cool stuff I have a uh, a snare drum I got one of the first snare drums he made because he does a lot of sessions for me he's also an amazing drummer who played with Seal and a bunch of other people but he uh, made a snare that I loved and then he made me a kit. Out of brass. It's solid brass. And have you seen the it in kit? there? Walk in there behind those baffles right, real quick on. and look at it. Maybe take a picture of it. Um, and we can put it up. The patina on it is they put it in this acid bath. You can sneak through right through that left gap there. Look at that thing. How cool is that? 
right? So it's got this amazing like acid bath on the brass or whatever it is to get this amazing patina. And it's uh, just a great sounding drum kit. Um, and most of you don't care about drums, but I'm sure there's a few people out there that are now checking out their Instagram and saying, holy shit, that's amazing. It's cool looking, right? Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Um, is so, that what you played on the on the covers we're working on? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so do you want to get into a few emails? I'd Knock like that. a few emails out? I'd like that. Okay. Um, we got an email from longtime super fan, Chris Lester, though it's signed at the bottom by all of them, so it could have been uh, Sherry writing it. I don't think it's Bella writing it, but it's either Sherry or Chris writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a long email. Would you like me to read it? I would. Hey, Patty. Hey, Dwight. Second time emailing since you are out of questions again. Hope is well with you. Hope all is well with you too. Just got done listening to episode 40 and totally understood the anxiety deal when meeting bands you listen to. I know when Sherry and I met Patty for the first time when she was with her previous band, we were both super, super nervous. Now, it's no issue since we've seen her since many times, but then you throw in Dwight into the mix and it was like, holy shit, now we love Dwight. The anxiety can for sure get to you. Honestly, though, the last few times Dwight was not able to chat or meet up. We actually missed seeing him, so bottom line, Dwight, get out there so we can buy you a drink. We'll even make it a healthy drink. Patty, thanks for always taking time to talk to us and just know we always love listening to the entire band and enjoy the chats even if they are for a few minutes. It's very appreciated. Also, a few episodes ago, you guys were mentioning bands you had connections and have worked with. I think Dwight mentioned that Patty did the worry list with Blue October. It was actually a song called The Follow Through, which is true. And the reason I said worry list is because I co-wrote that song, so Uh I remembered it that way. Uh, great song performance by Patty and Justin. It is. Maybe one day you could all collaborate again. That would be awesome. Um, I do have four songs on the current Blue October record that I wrote with Justin. It's already out? It's been out for a oh. while, yeah. And I wrote something on the new one, though I think he's written like 40 fucking songs for this he's newest crazy. record. Yeah, so who knows if Just turns them out, that song me. will even make it or not, yeah. Um, I suppose I should actually ask a question since this was the point of the email. You both have been able to tour the country and now the UK. Is there any part of the world that you haven't been to that you'd like to tour or even visit outside of music? That's one of the questions. There's two questions. Spain. I mean, I've toured everywhere. Uh, Spain is amazing. Uh, You know, we might go there in March if we take certain things, Mm. if we do certain things. Certain things. We will be there possibly in March to a lot of the places you probably want to go if they're in Europe. Um, Japan is always really mm-hmm. fascinating. Uh, Thailand, I have not been to actually. Uh, and South Korea, I have not been to either. And both of those seem very interesting to me, even though the flight fills me with. I'm not fearful of flying anymore. That, I really did fix it, but better or worse than it fills me with dread the idea of an 18 hour flight. Yeah, see, I was thinking about Australia, and I'm like— 21 hours. Is it worth it? 21 hours. Is it worth it, though? No, Australia like, feels like Florida. It feels like America, right? It doesn't— It feels like Florida. It's fine. It's great. Now, New Zealand is the things you see in, like, Lord of the Rings. It's the most incredible landscape you've ever seen. 
New Zealand feels more worth it than Australia, but whatever. There's still so many beautiful places in the United States I have yet to see, too. So. Well, it doesn't feel that much different than Hawaii. Mm. And, you know, that's a nice eight-hour flight. Yep. So, way better. Yep. Um, and Southwest goes there now. Beep boop. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm pretty sure. Mm, Southwest flies there. I didn't know it. Also, what have you liked best about doing these podcasts thus far? I feel it gives us more info about you all, even outside of the music, like Dwight running around in his underwear killing hornets, and Patty with her nightly toothbrushing routine gagging noises. Keep them coming. Your favorite fans, Chris, Sherry, and Bella. Hello, Bella. Um, P.S. Dwight, you have a killer bod. Keep up the good works, sir. Stay 20-ish. From dad to dad. Dude, oh, sweet. so appreciate that, Chris. Um, what's been your favorite part about doing... Let's let's. What's been your most favorite part about doing this podcast, and least favorite part about doing this podcast thus far? Yeah, um, my favorite part about doing this podcast is talking to you, and my least favorite part oh, about nice. doing this podcast is talking to you. <laughs> it really depends on my mood, you know. Like, if I'm in a good mood, hell yeah, I want to come in here and hang out with you. Because that's all this is, really, hanging out. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not in a good mood, then I don't want to hang out, you know? Let me say, when Because you, I don't want to subject anyone to my terribleness. I don't mood, even want to be. Hey, guess what? Yeah. When you show up in that mood. It's your least favorite part. I don't want you I here. I know that. Um, my favorite part has been being accountable to something. I like being accountable to something, which is why I'm enjoying the gym. Lately, I like being mm-hmm. accountable to a thing. Mm-hmm. But you have children, and you own yeah, two but, homes. And but that's just that's my life. I like being accountable to something on my life. own. Oh, it's it's hard to say. It's just a different thing for me. Yeah, I can always find a reason not to practice guitar. I can always find a reason not to practice piano. I can always find a reason not to practice drums. I can always find a reason not to write. I can always find a reason. Right. Same. Oh, same. But I have to do the podcast because it. We're not going to miss a week. I'm not going to be one of those people that misses a week. Well, once we miss a week, we're done, by the way. That's when we're done. Oh, really? Well, it's like that's when I'm done. Okay, so— Otherwise, I'll record it. Interesting you say that because there was one week a few weeks ago where you almost fucking forgot, and I'm the one that was like, hey, are we going to record a podcast for next week? Yeah, I'm glad you did that. So what you're saying is had I not remembered and we had accidentally skipped a week— It would have been over. You would have called it quits. Yeah, because because that means it's not important to me. you would have failed. It's not an, no. It's so not important. So what you're saying is it wasn't important to you. It, but it was important to one of us, and we are a team, whether you like it or not. And you well, remembered. I don't, I don't like the idea of. I don't like the idea of missing it on accident. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's like that if you was, choose we to just miss got it. Back fine. From Europe, that's a rare. It's a rare thing. Okay, so it doesn't count. No, I mean it counts. We almost missed it. It was almost over. All right. That's how. That's how tenuous this thing is. That's how close this thing is to always ending. It's like a relationship on the edge. So if you enjoy it, support it. Please tell your friends about it. Because it's literally, and that's not a threat, it just is. It's almost always about to end. Our band. I feel that way about my career. That's what I mean. Our band, everything is always about to end. And that's not a threat. I feel that way about my mental health. It's really just like, (laughs) it's just really like, if it's not fun, which is why I get pissed off when you show up in a bad mood. If it's not fun, I don't want to do it. Well, I know that. But 
you know, I also don't want to miss a week because I'm in a bad mood. Like, I mean, put I your fucking big girl pants on, Patty. Bad, I had a few episodes when I was in a bad mood. Yeah, it's okay. And it's okay to have an episode where you're not in a good mood to show others, I don't hey, personally like those not, episodes, but I know well, that I fans did like them, actually. I understand, people, but it's like... People related to You know, I just watched an episode, not an episode, sorry, a video that... From a comedian, a female comedian that I started following a couple years ago because I just saw one of her videos was like a viral thing on Facebook and it and I watched it What's and her it was name? it was so funny. Um, I think her name is Joan Jenkins. Okay. Um, it was so funny. It made me laugh, and so I just started following her on all the things. And I don't want to get her name wrong, so let me just let me just say it. Um, juggling. Juggling the Jenkins. So Jenkins is the name of her is her last name, I suppose. Speaker, comedian, author, wife, mom, recovering drug addict, weirdo, is what it says on her Instagram. So I started following her because she made me laugh. And the other day she did a Facebook Live video and she wasn't in a good mood and she was overwhelmed with her feelings. And she can she uh shared with her audience that she had been comparing herself to all the other comedians out there that are doing what she's doing and, to, you know, letting all the negative thoughts consume her and just feeling stressed. And she'd forgotten why she started doing it in the first place, you know, and she shared all of this stuff. And it was really nice. Like it made me tear up because I completely and totally relate to those feelings. Not all the time, sometimes. But it was just really nice to see that from someone who is, you know, doing it out there and has followers and 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 is at a level of success you know you always want more or whatever because you're seeing people that have more but it was just really nice to just to hear her really honest self you know and I think that's important do you um when you compare yourself to people you like in your own field I try not to. is it more yeah but you do because we all do is it more frustrating when you see someone who you don't think is as talented as you having a lot of success or more frustrating when someone who is the shit is kicking your ass? Um, well, I feel like there are people that are the shit that are, when you say the shit, you mean, you mean talented, mm -hmm. right? I'm sure that they're, Honestly, I I really don't do that whole thing anymore. Like I don't I don't I don't really follow a whole lot of female musicians, honestly. Because it was driving you insane. I unfollowed one female musician. She was she, she shall go unnamed. I know her she name. She shall go unnamed. I unfollowed one specifically because I kind of don't think she's all that awesome. And she continued to get more and more success, and uh, it was bothering me. Like, I was kind of loving the hate, like loving to hate on her, right? And that really that honest, takes as it much just, energy as the other, and it yeah. just really wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. So I stopped following her altogether, and I feel much better. Like, I wish her success. I just don't need to see it in my fucking feed every day. Well, I've got bad news. I've agreed to start a band with her and you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so slip my wrist. That's our. That's our. That's what it's called. Oh, it's called slip my wrist. That's appropriate. Yeah, I find it hard to watch people um, worse than me. Yeah, do doing better well. Than me. Yeah, yeah, or seemingly you don't know. 
I I mean, I do in terms of project size or whatever. You know, if they're working on something big and I'm like, well, they're not that fucking good. Or they but have they, a giant placement. Or they or play the game really well. Mm-hmm, and I know they're just really audience. good at playing the game right. well. That bothers me. Because I am not. I'm the, I am like a punk rock kid who's just still anti-authoritarian. Right. And, I, and I still just won't. I won't suck the teat. I right. just won't do it. And um, it has definitely cost me some in my career, though I've had a nice career. Okay. Um, right? Another- That's what it's all about, just like appreciating what you have. Yes. Along the way. Well, like I told you, you know, when I think about my father sitting on the couch, unable to see, uh, unable to stand up or walk on his own. You can't see? It's he sees double vision out of both eyes. So it's so he just like has a headache all day every day. Has a headache, keeps a patch on to sort of see out of one eye, oh, so yeah. he can watch games and whatnot. Okay. But I don't think it's pleasant. It makes him gag and vomit a lot. So he vomits all day, gags all day. He can't walk. He can't stand up on his own. Uh, you know, he eats out of a bag. Pisses into plastic shit because he can't get to the bathroom, and you know. He's a man who accomplished a ton of stuff in his field, you know, was a, was at the top of his field and um, was a healthy marathoner and, and uh, had really figured out how to be a good man at that point, I, you know, within the scope of what he can and, and was a, a good boyfriend and a, he was a, basically a stepfather at the time for someone and just, he had kind of settled into a nice groove in his life and um you know that's all gone and now he's just a guy on a couch who can't do anything and so success to me like all those things he accomplished mean nothing mm-hmm. they're nothing they're irrelevant so for me success is the things that i do every day um that make me laugh or smile or find some joy or some gratefulness. And again, not in the cheesiest, unmotivating, stupid way. In the way that when me and my two boys are laughing about something hysterically that Sarah just said that was, you know, like Chance the Weekend or something. <laughs> you know, stuff like that that just make me laugh really hard. Or when I have a band in here, a group of guys that are really like... Um, and I laugh every day I come in. Like Chris D'Elia says, I'm down for a silly goose time. I'm down for a silly goose time. I want to laugh. Those are successful days to me. Yeah. Um, paying your bills, laughing, and enjoying the things you do, and enjoying the little things are success. Because the rest of it, Grammy Awards, number one songs, None of that goes with you or means anything to anybody when you're on a couch Mm -hmm. seeing double vision, pissing in a fucking bucket. None of that means anything. So I just think you have to find happiness in the little things that get you by. I was talking to a friend of mine's band recently who were upset at a couple of headlining shows they had between bigger shows they were on. They were upset about a few things that one of the... Bands was doing better than them by a lot. Shitty venues. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they did some headlining dates at a shitty venue. And I just basically yelled at them and said, 
You've accomplished a fuckload. Be grateful for what you have and not what you think you deserve. Comparison is the devil. And I will say that. You don't deserve anything. You don't deserve anything. I don't deserve anything. Go find the laughs. Go find, you know, one's going to give them to you. Go find the good people that make you laugh. Go find the things that make you feel the way you want to feel and the people that make you feel the way you want to feel and the job that makes you feel the way you want to feel. And just do that. Seriously, it's that easy. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. Doesn't mean you won't wake up on the wrong side of the bed sometimes and want to murder everybody. I had three straight days of that this week. Where you wanted to murder people? Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I, my wife did not want to be near me at all. And, and you know, in those times you're sitting there thinking, oh my God. Uh I want to not be this person. And that almost makes it worse. You know what I'm talking about? When you think, uh, yeah. oh my God, I don't want to be this asshole right now. And then it makes it worse well, and you're more of an asshole. Because you're an asshole and that's already bad. And then you feel guilty for being an asshole. And that's just more, it's just bad on top of bad. Yeah. 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 Because you're around people. So you feel guilty for subjecting yourself to your assholishness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, yeah. So... So that's, you know, my take on success has changed drastically, as is my take on health and everything like that. I um, I know I've been talking about the gym a lot lately and everything. That's probably super fucking annoying and, and super boring. And gratitude. Yeah. Starting from a place of— Sure. But also, you know, the thing I like about Orange Theory and everything is it's not super diet. It's not—you just— Live your life. Should you eat better? Yeah. Yeah, probably should, should you also have too many beers on one night and pizza? Yeah. Yeah. Should you also then go work your ass off the next day? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. It's that whole moderation thing. Just live your life, but try to live it the best way you can. Yeah. And there is, if you're sitting on your ass and you don't work out, I will say, there is no better feeling. And you can back me up on this because yeah. you're in a heavy workout schedule again. Than walking out of the gym sweaty. Even if you don't want to go. There is nothing yeah. better than when you walk out, you think, fuck yeah, dude. Or at the end of a run yeah. or whatever. I did it. Feeling sweaty and out of breath. Ugh, mm. You just like feel alive. That shower feels like you earned it. And the en- endorphins. It's just also, it's just science. You know, endorphins are pumping well, through your veins. Well, and then also when you fuck up, put that in quotation marks, and have pizza later, you're like, eh, I'm fucking burned 800 calories today. Fuck it. About, it was about 10 years ago when I met our friend Sally. And um, during the beginning of our relationship, I did kind of suffer from some anorexia a little bit here and there. Um, I never got, like, deathly skinny, but you could tell when I was, like, dieting hardcore. And I forget what it was exactly Sally said, but um, I had, like, I think I really wanted chocolate or something, and... But I was like beating myself up because I wanted chocolate, but because chocolate isn't good for you. And then she said something along the lines of... Like, who said it wasn't good for you? Like, maybe it is good for you. Maybe it's good for your mind today to have a little bit of chocolate. And that sort of changed my perspective a little bit mm. when I thought about food. It was like, yeah, maybe maybe my physical body doesn't need this. Maybe my mental health does need this a little bit. Who's to it's say okay. that it's some okay. incredible meal isn't good right. for you? Right. You know? If it's not technically good for you, guess what? They figured out... Too much sweet potatoes gives you problems in your liver. Right. Too much anything. You know, like, come on, man. Everything can be bad. Everything. Too much water and you drown. So. Yeah. 
All right, let's do one more email and then get out of here. Okay. This one says, I suck at email titles, so here you go. That's the email title. Perfect. That's that how, that's like how we title podcast. Yeah, that's, that's how we title podcast. This is from and songs. <laughs> Mr. Jesse Hawkins. Okay. I think that's a musician. It sounds like a musician. If it's Coast. not, it should be. It's a musician on the West Coast. Okay. Hey, guys. Before jumping into questions, got to give my due diligence before my questions and give Dwight my three compliments. Now, this. Oh, shit. Now, this is a true, true Dwight and Patty Show podcast fan mm-hmm. like good job bro well actually let me read them first and then <laughs> i'll say where it's good job dwight you are so wise and knowledgeable in general i mean we could stop there because already he's crushing <laughs> the game but specifically about specifically about music you've said so many great lines about the music industry i wish you would teach a music industry class or even just a skype session and yes i would pay for that Mm, something you can do in your old age. Well, I mean, if you really do need a Skype session about something in particular, you can email Patty um, at thewindandwave at gmail.com and she'll set it up because we're thinking about doing some lessons anyway. So <laughs> we're happy to schedule something like that and talk you through any knowledge you need. Okay. Your body, I'm sure by now, is hard as a rock with all your workouts and it's inspiring that you're keeping up with it. Why does that sound gross? Well, okay, Patty saw my belly today because she didn't know how much weight I'd actually lost. I was like, let's see the belly. And I pulled up the shirt. What would you say percentage-wise? Like it actually has a little definition. Yeah, there's like two two abs on the top. Yeah. There's nothing on the bottom. There's nothing hanging over the sides anymore, There's nothing hanging over the sides. So would you say if I was at 100% the last time you saw me? In terms of mass, what would I be at now, currently? Um, if you're 100, percent I think you're a solid 68 now. So I'm, so I, yeah, so I'm down 32. percent Yeah, you know, after only 10 workouts. Yeah, so, so yeah, it is hard as a rock. And three, Ugh. you're clearly such a great friend, friend to Patty. And it's awesome how you give her the space to be her amazingly kick-butt self. Or the asshole-ish self. Same goes to <laughs> you, Patty, giving Dwight the space to be his amazingly kick-butt self. Since I'm in a guy-girl duo with my best friend as well, Jenny Payne, who has written a few emails to y'all, shout out to her because she's awesome. It's so cool to hear your interplay on the podcast, and we can relate so much. Now, on to my questions. Okay, okay. When you're writing songs that are more personal or emotional, do you usually write in the moment or try to capture that emo- and try to capture that emotion or do you wait until afterward and reflect back? I don't think I ever really write in the moment like when I'm really going through something. If I think of things in the moment, I might jot them down, but not really. I don't really write in the moment when I'm really going through something. Mm. But um it is helpful, like, the way, the whole way we wrote our first record, like, sitting down and having a conversation about, you know, whatever it is that might inspire me to write a song made me feel kind of like I was in it and like I was experiencing it, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, also. Oftentimes, your songs are an amalgam of three different events. That's true, too. That are related to the same thing, though. 
That's true. Which I didn't know, but it took me a while to figure out that's what was going on yeah. lyrically for you, but yeah. that is common. Yeah, sometimes I write about something, but then it reminds me of something else, so I throw that something else in there. I do that, too. Um, also, I think it can help to go to therapy to just kind of unpack things so they they feel more organized and you can... Well, you know, and we experienced some some different kind of writing recently when we were writing with Kelly because most of the stuff we were writing, we were writing from a distance. So mm-hmm. Patty and I would start a song and say, we don't have a second verse, and he would write a second verse, or vice versa, or he wouldn't have a chorus, and we'd write a chorus. Um, and oftentimes, the lyrics were not explained. They were just sent. Yeah. And you were just writing a verse based on how it hit you. Or right. he was just writing a chorus based on how it hit him. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting how they all fit together. They really do. But probably from very different perspectives. Totally fine. As he's a man that's my age, with right. children, and he's coming at it from a different place than you would have, mm-hmm. a female porn star from Austin, Texas. Actress. Porn actress from Austin, Texas. It's a different opinion right. you know, on things. Different viewpoint. But it just works. And also the listener has a totally different viewpoint, too, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, um, how do you approach someone to start a co-write? Do you send them your songs as demos or something formal like that or just casually ask? Um, uh, co-writes, if, if you're not a, a writer who has songs out in the world that people listen to, should start with people you know. People you know, yeah. People you already play gigs with, people you play open mics with. Friends or people that are in your local scene. At your level. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's important to do that. It's important to co-write a lot because it actually shows you how to – what did co-write – because I've been co-writing my whole life. I've always co-written. It's a – I enjoy – again, I enjoy having people around and laughing. So it's always been a process that I've done. But you, besides with me, had never done it. And you went and did it in Nashville, and now you've done it with Kelly. What does co-writing – what's different for you when you do it? You know, why is it better or worse? Well, I will say at the beginning for me there was a fear of um, like, oh, no, my vision isn't going to be the only vision here. So it might end up somewhere where I don't – well, I didn't want it to end up. Or what if it's something I don't think what is cool? What if I don't think it? Yeah, exactly. What if I don't think it's cool? Obviously, I'm not going to say I don't think it's cool. Like, how do I steer it my way? But also, sometimes you don't need to steer it. Like, maybe it just is what it is, and it's okay. Just like a mistake can become your favorite part of a record, the part you thought was uncool mm-hmm. can become your favorite part because you wouldn't have written that. I think it was really good for me in um, a lesson of of letting go of the final product or, you know, or not having to see my, because I don't know what my vision is. It just, it, it, it formulates itself as I'm writing, right? But then, I don't know, I think it's, it's nice to let it end up wherever it ends up, even if it's definitely not where it, not where I would have steered it. Well, I mean, it's just interesting, for instance, to watch you and Kelly. Now, you're a very... You're like a poet. You it's are a push very and pull kind you of. are very like let me structure this. Let me find the good internal rhyme. Let me right. see every possible line I can do here. No, this needs to be an A sound right here right. because I had an A and sound Kelly over here. Kelly yeah. explores his brain for a moment and then just writes his verse down. Yeah, with no thought to rhyme schemes. It's just this is what I'm thinking right now and it's that's the way kind of Bob does it too and it's just kind of beautiful like here's yeah. what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. This is it, you know? 
And um, it's interesting to see people do it that differently too, isn't it? Yes. I think you can definitely learn from other people, even if you don't like exactly where a song ended up. You know what I found interesting about this record, and it wasn't intentional, the one we did with Kelly, is that a lot of times the stuff you wrote, he sang. Yeah. And a lot of times the stuff he wrote, you sang. It's just kind of... How did that happen? Where, well, I think it was just what was best for this song. Yeah. You know? So I'm just saying you were singing his phrasing and he was singing yours. Yeah. Very interesting. Anyway, so find people that are on your level. Ask them to write a song with you. It can be the most casual thing. You can meet outside of Starbucks mm-hmm. and do it, you know? Um, also, you know, throw gigs together. Throw house parties and throw shows and start a scene and build a community and start a songwriting group, like Scott said, and write a song a week and mm-hmm. do all the things creatively that that you can because it's actually the best thing you can do for your brain, mm-hmm. not not your success or anything. It's the best thing you can do for your the world. The world needs more art always. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, uh, thanks, guys. Huge fan of the band and the podcast. Singing loud, Jesse Hawk, Hawk, Hawkins. In the last few episodes, P.S., when Dwight was in a bad mood and Patty was sad, it helps us moody, melancholic musicians feel like we're not alone. So please don't feel insecure about sharing that. And then P.P.S., I like putting faces to names. So here's a picture of me and Miss Jenny Payne. Cuties. I've seen them before. I don't remember where. Somewhere on the West Coast, like you said. See, it's good to share your feelings, even the ones that are a little sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Jesse, for the email. And Patty, take us we out. We are complex human beings, and we have a whole wide range of emotions, and we should feel all the feelings, because if not, what are we doing here? <laughs> That was my that was my impression of Dwight. What are you doing? What are we doing doing here? (laughs) Anyway, thanks so much. I think that was episode forty three. Did you even say episode forty three? Crazy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, If you're like what we doing here, you know the drill. Um, I don't know why I have to keep saying it. Um, Send us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. iTunes, probably five stars. You guys are awesome. We'll do just fine. That's perfectly acceptable. Send us an email to the Dwight and Patty Show at gmail.com. We're going to need some more emails for next week. So let's get on it, people. If you want, you can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash the Dwight and Patty Show. We will be sharing our new 80s cover songs and more. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Keep it real. Bye! It's the Dwight and Patty Show. The Dwight and Patty Show. It's the Dwight and Patty Show.